Welcome to another episode of the Alicast. Of course, you know who I am, your host, Phantom Alicard, here to give you the latest and greatest in news, gaming, anime, uh, and movies, and sometimes music. And I have my special co-host, which I told nobody about because it was last minute, the amazing, the most beautiferous, hash brown stealingest person on the earth, my lovely wife, Lady Alucard, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing tired. That's how I'm doing. Tired is fair. Yeah. I mean, assuming that, uh, I mean, especially since we've been up for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. What's with the cornball introduction there, Phantom? What do you mean the cornball introduction? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you was being a cornball. No, I was not. You steal hash browns. <laughs> That is true. I like deep fried potatoes, so you, I will steal them. It, no, you like my deep fried potatoes, so you steal those. Fair. That is fair. That is fair. That is fair. So <laughs> I know I know that we are married, but tell the people how you are. Like, tell people a little bit about yourself. Oh, well, I mean, there's not too much to tell. I'm a big new movie nerd, and. I am very much one for the classics. I'm not a huge fan of remakes. Uh, you will hear me say that over and over again anytime we talk about a remake. But other than that, I mean, there's not too much to tell. Based. What? Based. Based what? You don't like you don't like remakes. No. I hate remakes. You know that. Well, tell the people why you hate remakes. How about that? Because the classic is always better. Because the classic is always better? Are you <laughs> sure about that? Because we've had that discussion before. We have. I, In my opinion, it was good once. Leave it alone. If you want to put a new spin on it, fine. But if you're just remaking it with the same plot line, the same vocab, dialogue, everything, leave it alone. There's no point in doing that. Okay, well, I we will agree to disagree for now, and we will save that topic for another day. All right. When I have more of a when I have more of a list to to uh to show you which ones were better than their actual uh when what remakes were better than the actual originals, like <laughs> I, I will bring that, and I will bring that heat. All right, I'm waiting. So we decided to travel to see opening night Bob's Burgers. Yeah. I really man. First off, if you've I've never been to a drive-in theater. Never in my life. And that was just the I don't want to say it was the worst experience. It was interesting. Like, I think there's a lot of potential for drive-in movie theaters. Just hanging outside in the car, chilling. Uh, the only thing I question is, is why the fuck do we have to have a radio station to listen to a movie? See, and that's my thing. So, drive-in theaters traditionally never had you tune in with your radio using your battery. It used to be that there was poles in the ground with you know a whole bunch of speakers one on each side 
that you could connect, you know, you pull the speaker off of the pole, you put it in your car window, and you can listen to the movie that way. It was never supposed to be using your own radio and battery. See, and I wish they would have kept that because, like, we straight straight ran out of battery. Straight up in the middle of the movie. And so we're sitting there and we're just waiting for the rest of the battery to die while we're listening to the movie and watching it on the screen, on this big screen outside (laughs) that basically didn't even take up the whole fucking screen. It was just there. Like... It was just a square in the middle of a big screen. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, we could have just went to the theater for that one. Wait, it was a new experience. It, for me, it was. For you, you've already done that. And, yeah, and it maybe, had been 20-some-odd years since I've done it. Okay. So. Uh, okay, <laughs> you got me there. But um, the movie itself, um, I want to ask, how you think it did first and foremost um i don't know like personally i like bob's burgers i don't necessarily think it needed to be made into a movie that's kind of like giving the simpsons their own movie there's not real point in doing it except to make more money so that's a part that kind of got me um as far as like the movie itself goes, though, like I didn't hate it. It wasn't the best that I've seen. Um, plus, you know, being in a car with no air conditioning, battery dying halfway through, and it being, you know, like 96 degrees was not great. So it kind of dampened the whole experience anyway. But how well do you think it did? Are you talking like box office wise or yes. Rotten Tomato wise? Well, well, let's go Rotten Tomato wise. We won't go into the specifics of 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 box office because yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd say probably ninety four, ninety six percent, somewhere in there. Oh wow, you're right. Oh, you're almost on the money. <laughs> so if I have to go into detail with this, honestly. I love Bob's Burgers. Let me be let me be clear on that. You do. I love Bob's Burgers. I hate what the show has become though. And why is that? Uh because it was at the beginning of the at the beginning of the series they took more risks it seems like. Like there's a lot of a lot of things that took place in the in the uh, beginning of the first, I'd say, first four seasons that made this show stand out from every other show, like Family Guy, uh, The Simpsons, of course. Um, what's another one? There was another one we used to watch. Gosh, damn it, if I could remember what it was. What is it? American then? Dad? No, 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 not that one. Cle- Cleveland Brown, because I... I oh, yeah. I, I, the Cleveland could- Show. The funny thing is, is off, off on a tangent, I could never stand American Dad. I like American Dad. The reason why I couldn't know is because like, I spent too much time like trying to compare that to Family Guy. And I think oh. once you compare that to Family Guy, it gets a little bit, uh, it's, it's a little hard to enjoy. It is. Yeah, you can't compare the two. I couldn't they are very similar, but 
comparing the two, you're just setting yourself up for failure. I could not compare um, Cleveland Brown to um, to Family Guy. I couldn't. So anyway, it stands out from other any other show. A Futurama. That was the other one I was thinking of. Oh, it stands yeah. out from that one, like. It kind of takes a little bit of a realistic approach at the beginning. And then like somewhere, I don't know if it is the fifth season or not. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe somewhere like in the seventh to eighth season is where it starts to take like a really like trippy approach. Like um, I've noticed that I've seen less focus on Bob and I could very well be wrong about that. Uh, I've seen less focus on the restaurant and Bob. And I've seen more focus on Louise, Jean, and uh, Tina. And it just, well, it looks like a children's show after a while. It's like so many sing-alongs. Yeah. But Phantom, for those who don't watch Bob's Burgers, who are Jean, Louise, and Tina? Thank you. Jean, uh, Louise, and Tina are three disturbed children that <laughs> are the children of Bob, the main character, and Linda. And, and what makes you say they are disturbed? Uh, because Tina l- has an obsession with butts and zombies. Gene uh, okay. thinks of himself as a musical connoisseur and he eats everything and anything off of any surface. Um, okay. And Louise is just, I'm fairly convinced, a wannabe sociopath. That's fair. That is a very fair assessment. Do you have any assessments on my assessments? Um, I mean, just for more clarification, Tina's about 12. Jean is probably around 9 or 10. And Louise, they portray her as being in the first or second grade. So she's probably around 6 or 7. Where in the hell did you get that information from? Because <laughs> there's no way. Yeah. Hold on. There's no way that you have the ages. Ages of the kids. In. Uh, Bob's Burgers. I could not think of it for. For the life of me. What the title was. That's okay. Uh, list of Bob's characters. Let's see. Let's see what the characters are. Because I was. I never really pay attention to like I never really pay attention to age when it comes to shows like these because when you're talking age and how long the show has been out this is like we're what 12 seasons deep now yeah like I don't pay attention to the age because they never age the characters um I think they're starting to a little bit with these guys anyway because i think you know when this when the show started louise was in like first or second grade and now i think at the end of this movie she was talking about going into like fourth or fifth grade oh and that's what it was because tina was all excited about being a fifth grade buddy in one of the episodes which season was that um (laughs) i don't know Probably seven or eight. Okay, so just to skip past all the boring shit, Bob is 45. Linda is uh, 44. 
So they had these children late. Um, how old is Tina? Tina, 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 Tina. How old are you? Uh, well, show me how old she is. 12. Okay. So, so, so now she's 13. Yeah. Uh, Jean is 11. And I think he'll be 12, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Probably. Uh, Louise is nine. Really? Yes. I would have pictured her as being younger. Which makes sense because they're, but they're all basically going to the same school in the, in like damn near the same grades. Yeah. Like you never see them apart from each other. So that is true. When it comes to this though, like I never pay attention to the ages. I just don't because like they kind of modeled that like off of, off of like a family guy model. Yeah. But they did it in their own way. So. Bob's Burgers movie dropped. It actually dropped this weekend. Did it drop this weekend? I, I'm, it did. Okay, so we actually saw it opening weekend. Great, right? We did. Um, besides the experience of a drive-through or a drive-in movie theater, uh, I I can I can easily take all of my assessments off of that because that has the the things that I saw in the movie have nothing to do with everything that was going around. In that theater, even though we saw a lot happening, and uh, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> this movie is virtually forty-five minutes of a sing-along. It's an hour and forty minutes, but it's forty minutes of a sing-along, which is the problem that I actually have with Bob's Burgers now. Is that it's become so much of a fucking sing-along now, and that's not uncommon. Like. Most of these shows do that. Like Family Guy's really been famous for that, right? Like, but the songs. I mean, they don't do it. Family Guy doesn't do it like every episode. They do it, you know, once in a blue moon type of thing. Hmm. I'd I'd argue that Family Guy does it better. They do do it better. I'm not disagreeing. But they do do it almost every episode. Do they? Yes. I mean, it's it's been a while since I've actually sat down and watched like a new episode of Family Guy. Okay, don't give me the line. They probably don't do it every single episode. And I'm not saying that Bob's Burgers does it every episode, but it seems like every other episode, Bob's Burgers does a sing-along of some sort that makes no sense to do. So, yeah. as I'm watching this movie, as it starts, it's about what? five to ten minutes no it's I'll, I'll 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 be charitable not even charitable i'll be honest it's probably about a five minute beginning theme when we say it's about five minutes for for the first song yeah probably so it's about five, five so it's about five minutes you got another five minutes probably 10 minutes after um with all the carnies and crap spoiler alert by the way Right? You should have said that first before we even started talking about it. <laughs> but the, the only thing I'm interested in is like keeping my uh, uh, keeping my rating of this mysterious. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I mean, it's it's what? So so anyway, 10 minutes. There's, there's another song. Uh, uh-huh. There's a whole lot of imaginary things. That's another thing I wanted to talk about, too, because that's kind of where I feel like Bob's Burgers is becoming like a kid show. Because, what? like, every time, like, there's an episode with Luis in it, 
and it's like she becomes the focal point of the show. Like all of her, all of her toys are like in there. That's true. And that's where, like, when I see that, I start to think of like a Rugrat setting. Like I'm waiting for Reptar to come out somewhere and start like talking to her as well. Oh, I would love to see Reptar again. Uh, not in this new remake, honestly. I mean, shout out to anybody that loves it, but um. Oh, that's right. They did do a remake, didn't they? Yeah, they did a remake show. So Marf. now the Rugrats are in 3D. Marf. No, thank you. To, uh, again, off subject. I would love for them because they did All Grown Up. Like, you remember All Grown Up? Yes. Like, I, I would have loved I would have loved to see how they fared in actual adulthood and they had children. Right? I would have loved to see that. That would have been that would have been interesting. Like Rugrats Generations. That would have been that would have been the shit. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, that's one of the gripes that I have about Bob's Burgers is that it's becoming so much of a child show. Um, it seems like a lot of the things that they're doing now is like playing it safe, playing it close to fantasy and what, uh, and basically like it. it there's no risk being taken. There's absolutely yeah. no risk being taken here. Like that, I would have loved to see. Like I would love to see episodes with like uh, Marshmallow and the gang in there again. I'd love to see that because those were some of the greatest episodes. I want to see the Wilderness People again. I want to see them again when they broke no. out the trust lotion no, 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 no. and they start going. Everybody dance now. Like I would love to see that. Right? I would right. love to see that. They're not doing that. Like I love that they have the reoccurring, uh, the reoccurring characters. Uh, I love how consistent they are, especially throughout intros, because that is not easy to yeah. to uh, to do different things in the same intro. It's not easy to do that. I don't care who you are. So That's the fact true. that they've done that for twelve seasons is amazing. And I do like they in the movie they brought back certain characters that we probably didn't expect to see, um, while also leaving out the ones that are not my personal favorite. See, and I love that, but that is a double-edged sword for me. I'm glad you brought that up because it's a double-edged sword because it's nice to see all the characters consistently right. in in one movie, right? Of course, there was a couple that we didn't get to see until a certain point, but... I love the fact that they brought in the characters. I don't like how they brought them in. Like they found any and every excuse to bring certain characters in. And there are certain ones that I looked at and they did not need to be there. Like Jimmy, Pe I'm really surprised. Am I wrong for saying that Jimmy Pesto should have been a really big focal point in this movie? Yes and no. I think Jimmy is kind of, being overplayed like it's been 12 seasons of him giving bob crap constantly and again for those of you who don't know jimmy pesto owns a restaurant directly across the street from bob and they are constantly at war jimmy is always bullying bob it's a whole thing jarvis what sorry it's <laughs> you're bringing out all this information so i'm just saying jarvis um <laughs> Well, you're not giving anybody any kind of background here. Because if you haven't, let me be real. If you have not seen Bob's Burgers, you need to get on it right, right now. Like, <laughs> you you have to get on it to understand what I'm saying. 
Like, it's, I'm not saying that because the show is bad, because, like, I still think it's good. I just think there's just certain things that they've strayed from that they need to get back to and improve on. But anyway, right. it, the, the basis of this movie, uh, and it looks like we are running out of time for our, our meeting. It might have to call back. Oh, Crap! No. Why is this doing this? Why is this doing this to me right now? What is going on here? you set a timer? No, I did not. I did not set a timer. That's the that's the messed up part. Anyway. Huh. So for what this movie is doing, for what it's what its setting is around, I think Jimmy Pesto would have been absolutely perfect. You have Mr. Fish Odor for so before Jarvis starts getting into her information bag. Uh glad you know where i was going yes there. <laughs> mr fish odor is the owner of basically wonder wharf and every building on the block that bob's business is on so he's the rent collector essentially so anyway and wonder wharf is an amusement park at the end of the pier goodness gracious you get into the boring I- shit <laughs> <laughs> so anyway let people know so anyway um uh, Mr. Fish Odor. Yes, Mr. Fish Thank you, because I was really <laughs> Mr. Fish Odor is in this movie, and it makes sense for him to be in this movie. Jimmy Pesto, for what Bob is going through in this movie, should have been the one that's in there. Like, ah, oh, I'm gonna fuck with his life so bad, but he's like a cameo character. Like, why, man? This is the perfect chance for Jimmy to get in on some action. Okay, well, maybe they're, you know, Jimmy has a change of heart and he doesn't want to be an asshole anymore to Bob. Like, characters can grow. Jimmy Pesto does not grow, and that has been made apparent thousands of times in this show. Jimmy Pesto will never grow up. That is true. And they even said in the show, Jimmy Pesto is stupid. So, like, do you expect anything different from him like the only the closest thing to growth that jimmy anything in jimmy pesto's life has seen is his partner do you remember like kyle or tyler oh my god i can't i wish i could remember his name off the top of my head i really wish i could remember that his name off the top of my head but i really can't so i think it's kyle is it kyle i think so We'll go with Kyle for now. Somebody correct us if we're wrong. Yeah, it would probably be a good idea for, <laughs> for you to correct us if we're wrong on that. So anyway, um, with that being said, uh, that's the closest to growth you ever see him. Like, he didn't want to insult Bob anymore. Like, there's a whole episode on him. Like, yeah. he went through a whole transformation, right? But then he kind of goes back and he kind of, you know, he kind of... It's half and half. He doesn't want to leave Jimmy out by himself. That's basically what it is. His partner is smarter than he is. That's the bad part. Yeah. So anyway, because we have like 10 minutes and I'm going to have to try and bring you back into this call anyway. Um, the. I was kind of mad, not to, you know, interrupt you, your thought process or anything, but I was mad that they didn't feature more, more in the 
movie. Like, we saw him for maybe 10 minutes. Maybe. 10. And I, like... More? I like more. You barely see him for five minutes. Like, 10 is That's stretching it. Maybe 10. No, 10 is stretching it five minutes at the most. But I like more. But you know what the funny thing is? That's another thing. Because I have hardly seen more in the show anymore. Yeah. Like, what happened? Like... I don't know. Like, they've been focusing on, like... The kids, Gail, um, Teddy. Teddy, the fish odors. Like, um, like, why do we? Why do we care who Felix is? Felix is a Felix useless character. Right, he doesn't play any big role or anything. So why are we worried about Felix? The biggest role that Felix played in the show at all was uh, in the fourth season, the end of the fourth season. After that, you just kind of see him as like a filler character. Like, he's getting tormented by his older brother. Like, that's basically that the, all that you see. Was that the season with the water balloon fight? No. What is fourth season? Fourth remember. season is where he held Bob and Mr. Fishoder hostage and tied them oh, yeah. under the pier. Because he wanted to get, uh, he wanted to uh, own Wonder Wharf. Yep. So yeah, now they have a crazy cousin. Which now makes sense since you bring up, you know, season four. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's a family thing. Like everybody in that family wants Wonder Wharf and they cannot get it from Mr. Fish Order. So they will do everything in their power, which is basically part of what this movie is about. So yeah. uh so they have a crazy cousin. Um I believe that they introduced him for the first time in this movie. I yeah, also he came out like last week in the new episode, but I doubt it. We can look, we can look, because I did not ke- I did not keep up. So, with that being said, we'll look. But I think this movie was his introduction, and I'm I'm very positive we're going to be seeing more of him. I don't know. I mean, he should be technically in jail now, so hopefully we don't. That, I think we'll see more of him because if the burger yeah. dude, if the guy that robbed. Uh, if the guy that robbed the bank in the second season is is a character or is a character in the in the movie, and he was doing jail t- or and not even just in the movie in the show, he was doing jail time at the beginning too. But he got out oh, like yeah. really fast, so I think we're gonna see more of their cousin. Um, yeah. I'm gonna cut this and get to what the actual rating is, which is surprising to me actually. Uh, so the tomato meter is 86% and the audience score is 95%. Audience was 95? Yes. Why? Uh, because Bob's... It, it, and actually, uh, yeah, yeah. So it it's honestly like... It's a staple now. It is. Like... Bob's Burgers, when it first came out, did not look like one of those shows that was going to make it. I'll be, I'll be real with you. Right. Like I was like actually I worried of, it was not going to make it. I kind of thought that it was going to be another Cleveland where it's around for a couple of seasons and then it just dies. Cleveland died because there was hardly any backing for it, and they put way too much emphasis on family on, on it being just like Family Guy. Yeah, that's part of the reasons why it failed. So check me out, right? Hmm. Here is my rating of it. I would okay. have expected I I would be generous to give it a 70 if I was rating this on a tomato meter. A 70. 
70 to 80. 80. 80 is the highest I'll go. Okay. What's yours? Um, I don't know. Like, honestly, I know it shouldn't play a big part in it, but it did. But the fact that we were sitting in a very hot car. Oh, my God. Died halfway through. Like, for <laughs> me, it's hard because we didn't. I missed a lot of it. So. So you were yeah. you were more so focused on the heat and not listening to the audio from everybody else's car. I was trying to. It was very muffled for me. I think, you know. I need to go get my ears checked. Um, but if I had to, just based off of what I did see and what we listened to, I would probably give it uh, 84, maybe. 84? All right. 84, yeah. I can accept that. It wasn't, it wasn't fantastic, but it wasn't terrible. And I liked that... You know, even though it was a movie, they were still trying to bring out like a burger of the day type thing. Actually, this movie was the most realistic cartoon movie I've ever seen out of right? anybody. And that's it why really this was. gets a higher score. Because say what you want. Like, I know this is going to be a very unpopular opinion. I was not a big fan of the Simpson movie. I went, yeah. Like, I, don't know. I felt like it was trying too hard. And I didn't feel like this movie tried that hard. Maybe right. with the singing parts, but other than that, yeah, like... Yeah, and, like, the whole dancing across the street to the bank, like, that was kind of unnecessary. Yeah, like, you kind of get over the sing-alongs after a while. And that's just me. Like, I would recommend anybody that loves Bob's Burgers go check this out. But, Definitely. uh... Don't, uh, don't go in with any high expectations. Yeah. So, yeah. Drop this call, and then we're going to get back into it. I'm going to send her another another invite. So check me out, right? This is the anime of the day that we're going to get into as soon as we get her back. Um, the anime of the day is Spy Family. Spy Family is amazing. If you have not checked it out, I highly suggest that you go check that out. It is 100%, 100% worth the watch. We are going to watch it. And as soon as I get, as soon as I get uh, my lovely co-host slash wife back, we are definitely going to, uh, we are going to dive into that. So let me send the invite. Can you hear us? I can. Can you hear me? I can. We're here. All right, we're back. We are back in here. We are back off in this thing. And again, the enemy of the day is Spy Family. And we're going to dive into that. I have thoroughly enjoyed this anime, to be honest. Uh, well, well, do tell, Phantom, what is Spy Family? Well, Spy Family, I'm not going to get into the boring shit because then it sounds fucking ridiculous. So, Spy Family, for all of, <laughs> all of the all intents and purposes, is a spy who starts a family, a fake family, to complete a mission. That is my that is good. That is my summary. 
because I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and like read off the whole thing like it's that that is so fucking boring I'm not even going to lie so um I want to start with yours oh my god actually no I don't want to start with that yet I know exactly what I want to start with what do you think the rating on ID uh IMDB is for what for spy family Oh, um, Spy X Family. Sorry, I don't know. Like personally, I would give it a ten. So I don't know. There's always going to be haters out there. So maybe like a nine point four. Fuck the haters. We're talking a I'm nine. Saying- We're at nine right now. Nine out of ten rating. Oh, out of eight point two, eight point two thousand. Uh, viewers or people that it's got a nine out of ten. Yes, I love it. Yes, and it deserves it one hundred percent. And episode eight is out tonight. Which after this, we will be watching that later on tonight. Um, episode eight. I thought it was episode seven. No, it's episode eight. Oh, oh, is it? Wait, 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 wait. Because I need to go down this list. Because okay, so the last one I remember was. The friendship scheme. That's the one I remember. No, 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 no. Okay, so I do remember that one. Okay, okay, okay. I do remember uh, this episode that came that dropped the twenty first. Okay, so it's it's the other one that just dropped tonight. What is tonight? The, the oh no, it dropped yesterday, which is, was the twenty eighth. Um. So anyway, um. Yeah. This is gonna sound really bad because this is dropping Monday. Which will be today for everybody that's listening. <laughs> um, um, so, what did you think of it? I like it. I really do. Like, not to give everybody, you know, massive spoilers, but it's the dad and the mom and the kid, and like they're all working together, but then the kid gets so overwhelmed because of her power. It's like, I love it. I love it. Oh, do tell what else. And then she has to go through the struggles and mom has to go through the struggles and then mom has her side job and has to try and pretend because she doesn't know that dad is actually a spy. And like all of this other stuff. Oh, wait, no, she does, doesn't she? The struggles? Does she know he's a spy? No. Mom, she doesn't know he's a spy. No. Right? Okay. Nobody knows anything about anybody except for the little girl. I love Anya. Except for Anya. Anya knows everything about everybody. She's she's definitely my favorite because character. Because she reads minds. Okay, but dad knows. Like, Lloyd knows. Uh, mm, he, uh, see, I don't he know that. His, I don't I know that he, he knows. suspicions, but I don't know if he knows knows. Because I don't think he'll sit he... there and he'll say, Anya, do this. Anya, do this. Anya, do, don't do this. And like, she he knows that she he's that she's listening i don't think he actually knows that she's a telepath but he knows that she has a genius level intellect yes but he does not know that she reads minds none of them know anything about each other all we know is that anya wants them to be mom and dad and uh i think that's i mean that's that's entirely fair considering what anya's been through like she are we are we giving full spoilers here? 
before I continue? Uh, I think we can give the basis. Like, she's bounced from family <laughs> to family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, she was bounced from family to family. She, Lloyd, the dad, adopted her and then found the mom. So it it's a whole system. And so she doesn't, she definitely has these abandonment issues. And then she also gets very overwhelmed because she is having a hard time, like, quieting all of everybody else's thoughts since she's a telepath. But she is also helping with her mom's job and Lloyd's job. And so it definitely makes it a very interesting dynamic. And I love it. So here's what's interesting about this show, right? It is not Uh your typical start to a show. This show did not start too slow and it did not start too fast. Um, Which is a problem that I notice a lot of animes nowadays have. Uh, which is it's a very very dull start to a lot of these things like i'm not gonna lie um it turns me off the slow starts turn me off but i also don't like the fast starts either because then i start getting suspicious that like shows are gonna like end way too fast right like what was that one um the Inuyasha spinoff one. Yes. Uh, Yashahime. There you go. In which I st- I'm, I hate that show so bad, but I, I feel like I need to catch up. <laughs> I don't know why. I just feel like I need to catch up. But that's on a, that's on a whole other subject. Yeah. I think that this show actually does everything very well. Character development is amazing. Um, what else does it do? It does a good job, a really good job of shrouding what's to come. Yes. I hate shows that are so predictable because I have not been able to predict one thing that has happened in this. And if anybody wants to know what I mean by like predictable, I mean like you see a lot of cliche shit happen in a lot of other shows and you can pinpoint that cliche action into another anime, like how fight scenes work in a lot of the fighting animes. It's always the one guy that's stronger than everybody else that wants to be the best or has aspirations to like um aspirations to like do something great and then like they go through like crying scenes or they're dumb as hell or like it's the same cliche shit like no this guy has brings a mixture of things that you would never predict from this guy like he is a very serious character but he has like a very comedic uh he brings a very comedic um sense to the to the show even being as cold as he is whereas like uh the wife, I can never remember her her name because it's Twilight and Anya. I can never remember her name. She's your. not. What is Y-O-R. it? Your. Your. Okay, so your is very very silly for being this like ultra assassin. I mean, like <laughs> she is like super powered, right? Yeah. But she does not have that much of an impact until like her like assassin points come out. Which is very rare that that happens. Otherwise, she's just a very timid, typical, you know, anime housewife. She wants to be that. Right. Yeah, that's what she's portraying. And then once 
her like either Anya or Lloyd get threatened or anybody around her like that old lady get threatened like that's when you know the assassin actually comes out Lloyd and uh I can why can I remember her name what the fuck did you say her name was again cuz your so your and Lloyd have a very 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 good team dynamic and they don't even realize it like an extremely good one. Like personality wise, they are miles apart, but that works. And then, like, when they fight together because their personalities are so opposite, I think that's part of why that works because they come to, they can easily come together and they can just kick ass and they whoop ass efficiently. Yes, they do. And I think, oh, uh, okay, this is spoiler. They actually fight one time for like two seconds. And it is a fight to like. I would love to see later on in the in the show. Like Are you I would talking about your and Lloyd. Yes. Yeah. I would love to see them go at it just for like, just for like five minutes. I would be okay with that. Like if they get into like a a, a disagreement in a fake family, and then all of a sudden like like Anya's just like because Anya has a very like uh the reason why they even matched in the first place was because of Anya. Like yeah. Anya loves spies and she loves the fact that uh Yor is an assassin. Yes. She loves this household dynamic and they're all different. And a- each and every one of them are very 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 uh uh in tune with each other. Even though oh, yeah. they definitely. don't realize it. What is it? I said yeah, definitely. Like, you know, not to give too many spoilers away. Anya has to do um like an interview for a school and you can see your and lloyd like pick up on her discomfort almost immediately and i love it like they don't even know like they don't even know that they're meant for each other and i think that's like the greatest thing i would love to see them actually like play i i think we're gonna definitely see them play on that more i would love 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 because like you're watching anya get trained by your right now Mm-hmm. I would love to see her with a mixture of both the spy and the assassin mindset. Like, I would love for them to, like, play. Because I don't think the show is going to last for, like, seasons. I hope it does. Don't put that out there. I hope it does, too. But it's one of those shows. It, it It's looking like one of those shows that we're going to see. We might see about 20 episodes in and then it's going to leave us on a cliffhanger. I, that's the one thing I could see happening because the show is that good. And it's the same thing that they did with like Parasite. Like Parasite oh, left Parasite. me wanting more. Yes. I wanted more of that show. Ah, man, people are going to kill me for this. Oh, and I know because you're going to kill me for this too. Like shows like shows like Demon Slayer can fucking learn why? a thing or two. Oh why my god! Why must you bring it up? You know why I have to bring that up because Demon I have Slayer. Been nice, and I haven't even made you sit through this new season. Oh my! I have been respectful of that. Demon so Slayer can learn. Shows like Demon Slayer can really learn a thing or two from this show because Demon Slayer is so fucking predictable. I swear. Like Mugen Train didn't even need to come out. It didn't need to be a movie. They could have made that the the opening for season two, and I think they did. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, didn't they? Uh, yes and no. 
So it was season one, Mugen Train, and then season two. I know I'm gonna get slaughtered for this. I don't give a fuck though, because I cannot stand Demon Slayer. Like I think like my taste in anime has changed over the years. Because like I used to love shit like that. Like yeah. I love the fighting animes. Like I can go back and watch them shits for days. But if you show me a new anime, I would love the sophistication that that Spy X family brings to the table. Because that's the kind of stuff like Food Wars does the same thing for me. Food Wars does the exact same thing for me. Like, it's not too slow, and it's not too fast, and everything makes sense. Whereas, like, having a show where there's, like, one protagonist that has to be stronger than everybody else, they have a rival, and then they cry. Like, like Demon Slayer's antagonist cries entirely too much, which is another reason why I cannot stand that fucking show. But anyway, like, I think, like, (laughs) a lot of animes... Because they're so interested in longevity, what ends up happening is is that they end up getting lost in like uh, it's easy to get lost in the storylines. It's easy to it's easy it's easy to miss storylines. It's easy to get lost in power levels. It's easy to it's easy to uh, and aside from power levels, like it's easy to misrepresent what the power scaling is in like the the balancing of the power levels between antagonists and protagonists is and that's like a lot of the things that dragon ball z struggle with especially like when the boo saga hit hit because like power levels didn't even seem to matter at that point goku could have beaten boo uh as, as soon as he turned uh super saiyan 3 and he admitted that and he just wanted everybody else to get strong and beat boo and then it dragged the whole series out like it makes yeah. no sense. So like for shows like this, like I would be sad to see it if it was only one season and it ended in one season. But I would be happy at the same time. Because this is one of those this is one of those treasures that this is one of those like it's not a diamond in the rough because there's like thousands of animes out there that are just as good. But it's one of those like it, it can be a diamond in a rough if you get blinded by series like One Piece or uh, or Dragon Ball Super, or which is a whole nother fucking monster in itself. Or if you get lost in like Demon Slayer or My Hero Academia, maybe. Like these are shows, like this show is something that a lot of anime creators can learn from. Right. Like you don't need quantity over quality and that's what ends up happening with a lot like i don't want to discredit like shows like one piece i guess because like one piece actually does do something it brings unique it brings something unique to every season i believe from what i've seen oh my god i can't tell you there's i can tell you how many episodes there's probably about a thousand episodes thank you that's too much but it definitely brings something unique i think i think it brings something unique but there's too much quantity and eventually it just becomes oversaturated with shit and that's the one thing that it's really tough i would imagine it's really tough for anime for and for most animes to 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 stand against it's like having knowing that your show is so successful and yet still having to keep the quality up with the quantity. Right. That's what Dragon Ball suffered from. 
That's what Naruto suffered from after a while. Uh, that's what, but I, I would honestly say I have to watch Boruto from what I've seen of it. Like it suffered a really bad, like Dragon Ball GT effect where like everything was like made no sense apart from the first two series. Yeah. And I, I like spy spy X family just does it. It, it does that with as little as it does. Like, if it is one season, we're getting qu- we're getting quality over quantity, right? Not to go off on too much of a tangent here, but you know what show I really hopes I really hope gets a new season. What's that? Midnight Diner. Yes, I would love to see that. I need a new season. If nobody has seen Midnight Diner, you, you can you can catch it on Netflix depending on what your what your region is. It's basically a show based in Japan with a man who owns a diner that stays open all night. And like there's different stories. It's almost like it's kind of like a Japanese uh, soap opera. I love that show. I love it. Yes. I put you on it and you insulted me for it. <laughs> but I'm glad that you love it. Because no, I insulted you because I was expecting them to have, you know, that nice, happy family ending type of thing. Like we get here with most of our shows, like if it's the soap opera type thing or, you know, for any of our Latinas, Latinos that are listening, you know, like La Rosa de Guadalupe, you get that kind of happy ending towards the end of the episode. But that's but you can't compare that because like in those in those types of shows, like. They go through all kinds of asinine shit. Like that's true. <laughs> like yeah, they're gonna have a happy ending because they just took like spins into like like somebody got abducted into outer space that comes back, uh, and the cousin's <laughs> taking the husband, and then all of a sudden the husband runs off to an underground base somewhere, and then like does all like you can't compare a show like that. Like you can't compare telenovelas to a show like midnight diner like japanese shows are very much so going to be different they're very they're going to show more of an artistic an artistic um value they're going to bring more of an artistic value they're going to show uh they're definitely going to bring like their moral system into the show too and that's something that a lot of like i've noticed like and, and maybe i'm just crazy but a lot of other countries never do that in their shows like they they can bring in their moral values without pushing that on you yeah. So like it's really difficult for me to hear you say that when like watching something like Midnight Diner it's like you don't know what you're going to get. You yeah. never know what you're going to get with that show. If you've never seen it, it is so unpredictable. Yeah. Yeah. And I want I want more of a storyline between Master and the other guy. That we have no idea what his name is. Like oh, I need to know. I need to know. The guy who does uh the guy who's uh, uh oh my god, I can't think of his name right now. It's gonna drive me up the wall. Um The peanut shell guy. Yes. Because apparently they've crossed paths before. Exactly. I need to know. Like give me more. I think it's cool that they they kept it going for how it was for like from the original to when it came to Netflix. Right. That they kept that still storylines going. I do love that fact that they did that. I love yeah. that there are certain storylines in there and you do get to see certain reoccurring cur- 
uh, uh, characters. You do get to see new storylines all the time, and you get to learn some new food stuff. You get to learn new food, so it's amazing. And I love yeah. what the I love Japanese culture so much. I like, gosh, I wish I could visit right now. You know, for anybody who actually wants to know all of this, there, the Midnight Diner it has two seasons that are av- available on. I believe it's called Viki. Um, Those are movies, then, aren't they? No, no, it's two seasons of the show, a movie, and then Netflix picked it up. I could have swore because I know there's two movies. We watch both of them. No, because the one on Netflix is season three. We watch both movies. I know we watch both movies. I, there I, are there are three seasons of the show. We've never seen the third season, man. Or we've never seen one of those seasons we haven't seen. I was only aware of two seasons and two movies. Pretty sure the one on Netflix is season three. I have this pulled up. How many seasons... I keep forgetting I have this. I don't know why. There we go. Let's see. There's five? What? That can't be right. Okay, so hold on. Uh, there's no way. There's no way there's five seasons. I've only ever known of two. So it says, uh, what is this from? Uh, Jap- Japanoscope. Japan, Japanoscope. We'll say that mm-hmm. because I'm terrible. I'm totally terrible at pronouncing stuff. There are five seasons of the Japanese uh, TV show Midnight Diner. But it can be a bit confusing because season four and five were released under a slightly different name, Midnight Diner Tokyo Stories. So what right. we've seen is, oh, okay, 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 okay. I get it, 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 I get it. So there are more seasons. Oh, oh gosh, I'm such an idiot. Because there's two seasons under Tokyo Stories, and then there's three under the original. So there's five in total. So we've watched all five seasons and then oh, okay. we've seen both of the movies. So that's what makes sense. It, it makes sense. now. I don't know why, why we're doing this right now. So yeah, really good show. I would highly recommend it. Yes. What would you rate it? It's 10 out of 10. I don't do, <laughs> I don't do fucking ratings. Like shows like this show me that ratings are worthless. Yeah. Um, like oh, it of course. definitely shows like everything really shows me that like uh everything is subjective. If I had to okay, so if if I were to go by my game my video game rating system where where it's uh recommendations, I would yeah. highly recommend going to see this or highly recommend checking this out. I would highly recommend checking out every other app that it's on and I would highly recommend looking up the research to find out if we're going to get another season, which I yes. hope we do. Another couple of seasons. Actually, I would imagine because both of um, between the original and then Tokyo Stories, there's at least five years in between. There are, yeah. So I would imagine that there probably are. They they might actually have already started filming, even though they say that they're waiting to film it. Uh, 
and they might just be bringing out all the seasons all at once. So who knows? I mean, it's Maybe. it's it's hard to tell what's what's going to happen. Yeah. So uh, on my recommendation scale, I would honestly recommend going to see the or recommending checking out Netflix, checking out Viki for the two movies, and then uh, just waiting, waiting to see if it's actually going to uh, uh, continue. And look up the storylines yeah. too. There's a lot of interesting storylines into that show. Okay. I wasn't expecting to talk about this show, by the way, but. <laughs> I mean, it is an amazing show. Um, speaking as the last three seasons were released back in 2019. Yeah. So it's pretty. It's a pretty good show, and I would highly recommend it. Um, yeah. I was gonna cover the PlayStation Plus versus the Xbox. Um. Uh, Xbox Game Pass, but to be honest with you, like. That is so boring. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. It's really fucking boring hearing about it now. Like, it's obvious that, to give you a little bit of a background, I'm not going to talk too much longer. I want to cut this pretty soon. Okay. What's going on is basically Jim Ryan, as usual, and I said it last episode that Sony was going to fuck up somewhere, and they did. Um, they're making it difficult for people to stack on their... Um, stack on their uh subscriptions for years uh i think there's something to do with discounts and uh the math really just makes everything for the game pass or not game pass i'm sorry P- playstation plus uh it makes it a little bit confusing in which case jim ryan is yet again probably gonna have to walk something back if not he already has walked something back um and really it's just fucking it's just fucking boring uh, Game Pass and PS Plus have significant, uh, don't have really significant differences. Um, you get 300 games if you get the premium version of uh, PlayStation Plus. Um, and you get 400 games with, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Game Pass. Uh, the do difference. You pick the games or are they like pre selected games? What do you mean? Like, if you wanted to play, I don't even know, Apex. Okay. But they don't have it listed. Okay, I so I, I get what you're saying. It, it is basically pre-selected. Okay. It's a, it's, it's, a list of, it's a list of pre-selected games, and uh, you get 300 with play, PlayStation Plus, 400 with Game Pass. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, PS Plus is like... 17 bucks a month to include 17 yes yes 17 bucks a month and uh no no it's not don't give me the line i think it's only like a dollar difference between game pass the only difference is is that and this is something i want people to to go to my twitter uh check me out on uh my twitch i'll have everything in the descriptions uh I want to know this because, like, for me, if PlayStation gets their shit together, they'll have a much better, they'll they'll have a way better roundup of games on their premium than Xbox Ultimate, Game Pass Ultimate does. For for console-wise. Now, for PC-wise, I can't speak to that. I can't speak to that for PC. I can only speak to that for console because consoles, they have way more third-party titles than they do exclusives. And that's because 
Microsoft is on their high horse of buying. Uh, uh, they're on their high horse of uh, buying uh, studios. And PlayStation is trying to compete with that as well. And I think PlayStation, what they need to do is just focus on the ones that they have so that they can bring the quality that, they, that they're able to bring. I have both. Like, I have every one for different reasons. Like, I like them all for different reasons. I like Xbox for, for online. I like Sony for their storylines. And I just like Nintendo because it helps me kick back. Yeah. So I was going to cover that. I was going to go into like the specifics of it, but that shit is so boring. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm getting tired of hearing about it. Like, like I'm going to just say this. Like, I don't think Jim Ryan is somebody that I would go to video games for. Like Jim Ryan looks like he has like, like a goody two shoot. Like he has like goody two shoes kids that go wild after he goes to bed and they sneak out at night. And then Phil Spencer just looks like the cool dad that tries too hard to be cool. And he tries to steal your friends. So, yeah. <laughs> that's just where I'm at with that. Um so I'm not going to cover it. Uh but but just to get interactive with everybody listening, check out the Twitter, check out uh check out everything going on. Uh uh I'll have it in the description of where you can where you can go uh to find me. I will be on Twitch uh streaming. You can find me on YouTube. Uh and we can answer that questionnaire. I would really love to to get you all's opinion on that. Like, which do you think is better? Do you think PlayStation Plus Premium is better? Or do you think Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is better? Do you like quantity over quality or quality over quantity? Uh, do you think the price points are better? Like, these are these are things that I'd really love to get your, you all's insight on. And uh, maybe next episode, which will be out uh, the week after next. Monday after next, or uh, no, yeah, two weeks. Sorry, um, we can get ever. I can I can read off some of the comments and whatever. I would really love to interact with you all. Um, but yeah, everything that you can catch me on, you can catch. You can buy my merch in uh, as well. Catch catch the merch. I am reworking my my Twitch schedule because I'm gonna have to uh, in the future. So I might as well get started now. Um, so just make sure that. Uh, you keep up with the latest on that. Go by, drop those follows, all that good jazz. Uh, YouTube, I normally drop a video every Monday as well as dropping a episode every other Monday for uh, these Alicasts. So if you want to follow the YouTube, it'll be there as well. So make sure you go check that out. Watch me fumble around some some fucked up scripts and all that. I'm still learning. I am I am personally enjoying the journey. I love that I'm I'm getting to learn this stuff. Um and I'm I'm enjoying being on the scene with this. So uh with that being said, uh Lady Alucard, thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. And you will be a reoccurring character in this show. So um uh, <laughs> it just depends. Just be on call. Just, okay. just be on call. That's all I got to say. But anyway, I hope you all have a wonderful night or day wherever you are. And I will see you in two weeks.